0: Hey, welcome to The Outside Church in Port St. Lucie, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so
1: much for checking it out. Hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Come on and put your hands together all the way from Orlando, Florida, Pastor Gabriel Padilla. Come on, give it up for Jesus. Come on, you can do better than that for Jesus. Open up your mouth, lift up your hands. Give him the glory, give him the honor. If he's done anything for you, give him the praise. If he woke you up this morning, give him the praise. If you're standing here today, give him the
0: praise. He deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves the glory, the praise, and the honor. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul shouts hallelujah.
1: Look at your neighbor and say neighbor. I don't know about you but I came to bless the Lord come on look at your neighbor say neighbor come on we, we have to talk to people look, look at him. say neighbor I don't know about you but I came to bless the Lord so neighbor give me some space I'm about to bless god i am about to give god 30 seconds of praise come on just just
0: come on just just get some space right there and i want you to give god some crazy praise on the count of three you're gonna give god some radical crazy amen a yet praise one two three give him the praise praise him. Praise Him! Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord! Yeah! Fifteen more seconds! Fifteen more seconds! Neighbor, give me some space!
1: for your neighbor they're going through something that you don't even know they're going through and they need you to praise for them so say neighbor come on just push them say neighbor this next praise is for your deliverance. Say this next praise is for your breakthrough. This next praise
0: is for your family. This next praise is for your ministry, for your purpose, for your business. This next praise is for you. Are you ready? Five, four, three, two, praise Him. Say praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. your holy name you don't have the
1: right to remain silent I say you don't have the right to remain silent everything God has done
0: for you that you don't even deserve
1: what the things that God could expose you that you did that you know you did That he covered you. That if he would put it on the screen right now, you would run for your life. So you don't have the right to remain silent. Am I talking to anybody in this building? I don't know about you, but all I can do is bless God and praise him for not exposing my mess, for keeping me, for protecting me.
0: he could have shouted me out when he could have destroyed I don't know about you but I should be in a mental hospital I should have been dead but it has not been for the grace and mercy of God look at your neighbor and say neighbor you don't have the
1: right to remain silent so this is what we're going to do we're going to give God one more last crazy praise Uh, a praise that don't make no sense somebody shout a yet praise a praise that's gonna confuse the enemy. Gonna confuse your workers and the, your co-workers and employees. It don't make no sense to praise God with all the hell you're going through. It don't make no sense for Pastor to be here. He should be stressed out about the other building. And stressed out about the permits and the county that they're a bunch of pain in the uh, God's working to me. God is working to me. But look where he is today. Look where they are today. So this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna give God a crazy, radical, of praise that don't make sense. I know you going through hell. I know you got some issues. We all got issues. So this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna praise until the chains break. We're gonna praise God in advance because God got good credit, not like some of y'all. He got good credit. So I can praise him in advance knowing that he's going to do what he said he's going to do are you ready this next praise is going to be a crazy praise once again neighbor don't look at me crazy i'm gonna bless god right here are you ready say neighbor are you ready give me space one more time because this next praise is about to take me to my destiny i'm about to walk into my purpose i'm gonna walk into my destiny on the count of one two three give him a crazy praise.
0: you Lord. We bless your God. Hey, we'll whole. Yes, Jesus. We praise you in advance for what you're about to do for the outside church. What you're going to do for this house. What you're going to do for this pastor, the pastor, the leaders, the ministries of this house.
1: your hands together for Jesus. Who invited this little man to preach? Before you take a seat, let me just tell you my testimony. I was born with a condition called hypophosphatemic rickets. It's It's a deficiency in the bones. I've been through about eight surgeries in my legs. Before I was born, my mother had a baby. They lost the baby. And the doctors told my parents not to have any more children because they were going to come out to be sick. And so my mom and dad, being some crazy rabbits, amen, they got together. They hooked up again, and they they were disobedient to the doctor. And and a year later, my mom was pregnant again. They go to the doctor, and they told my mom and my father, they said, amen, the baby that you have inside your womb is going to come out mentally and physically disabled. That baby's not going to be able to talk, to walk. They said, the best thing for you to do is to have an abortion. And my mother and my father being believers, they said no matter how the baby comes out, we're going to love that baby, we're going to take care of that baby, that baby got purpose, and the reason I'm saying that, listen, the reason I'm saying that is to say this, that the devil peeked into my future. And he said I gotta kill that baby inside of the mother's womb because that baby's gonna cause some problems in the kingdom of darkness and that's why I came to let some people know the reason that you're here is not because you look good amen I know you got nice hair I know you got biceps and triceps amen I know you got a nice body amen I know you got it all together amen but the reason that you're here is not because you've been smart or slick the reason that you're still here is because God is not finished with you the reason that you're here is because God's hand is over your life the reason that that you're here is because you carry destiny and
0: purpose the reason that you're here you should have died in that car accident you should have died over the overdose you should have died in the shootout you should have died and then when you started slitting your wrist. but the reason you're here is because God is not finished with you yet
1: look at your name and say God is not finished with me yet say you may not like me you may not like the anointing over my life but it's all right i'm still chosen and i'm still anointed and god is not finished with me yet come on just just high five your neighbor say get ready get ready god is not finished with me yet you can have a seat in the presence of the lord amen how many are glad to be at church this afternoon six people i said how many are glad to be at church this afternoon let me tell you, when I, when I, we came into this parking lot, man, I just, you can see the spirit of excellence, and so I want to tell you, from someone looking from the outside, and sometimes, you know, we're here, we're so used to it, and we're so comfortable, but from somebody looking from the outside in, I want to let you know that what your leaders are doing, what your leaders are teaching, man, it's working, and if I was a first-time guest, hey, amen, I would feel at home because, wow, this is a five-star church. This is a five-star church. Now, you know, you, you don't want to stay at no one-star hotel, no motel. Amen. And I'm glad that this church ain't no one-star. I've been to some churches. Amen. And this is a five-star church. They work in the spirit of excellence. Your volunteers, your pastors, your leaders, the musicians, everybody. Will you clap your hands for all the volunteers of this house? Come on. Clap your hands for all the volunteers, all the servants, all the ministers, all the pastors, all the leaders. We thank you. We honor you. You guys rock. You guys are amazing. There's a spirit of excellence on this house you know what your pastor's gonna say well we're renting the church and we'll just we'll just leave it as it is amen but you i can tell because i'm a musician i'm a, i can tell amen that this stuff was it takes time to put the speakers up to put that up to put all this stuff amen to set everything up amen that's the spirit of excellence and some of you are like right, yo, mio, otra vez. one more time pastor do we really gotta do this yes because this makes it home this makes it the outside church the little touches here, the little touches there, that makes it your church. So we honor the pastors in this house. We honor when I when I see excellence, I know it and I feel it. And this church is a church of excellence. So keep up the great work. Clap your hands for your pastors, man. Woo. I love it. I feel at home. I feel at home. I feel at home. And everything that you need is coming. Everything you need. The professional cameras, everything that you've been needing and desire is coming in Jesus' name. Get ready. And everything you need is right here in this congregation. Everything you need. Everything. All the finances you need, it's right here. Amen. So don't, don't hold back. Be generous. Because the vision of this house is great. And this church is going to give birth to many other churches. <laughs> You don't see yourself as an apostle and a bishop, but that's 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 on your life. I'm one that don't call me no bishop, I'm just pastor. But what's on your life is greater than a pastor. There's an apostolic bishop anointing over your lives. Will you extend your hands to them? Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. There's a fresh anointing over his life. A calling that he's been running with. I don't want that. I'm just a pastor. I'm just a servant, God. But, Lord, you've seen his heart. There's an apostolic anointing over him, God. There's a heart, Father God. A heart for your people, God. Heart of David, Lord Jesus. While other people are looking for fame and numbers, they're looking for, for souls, God. To develop this new generation. And, God, because they've honored you and because they've been faithful, God. You're going to fulfill the desires of their heart, God. You're going to strengthen him in this season. You're going to strengthen her in this season, God. And whatever's been tormenting, whatever's been bothering them, whatever's been attacking them, God, we come against it in the mighty name of Jesus. And we speak rest upon their life, God. We speak supernatural anointing over their life, God. Lord, Father, God, you are not finished with them yet. God, there's more in store, God. And as you continue to give them the strategies, God, to develop more leaders and pastors, God, this is the season, God, that you're doing it. And I thank you, God, for the gifting and the anointing over this life, even doors that are being opened for them in this season, God. We thank you and we bless them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Clap your hands for your pastors. They're awesome. They're awesome. We, man, we don't have to know them, but we love them. And I don't have a lot of friends. My wife will tell you, my church will tell you, I don't have a lot of friends. I, I, I'm just, I'm a loner, amen. But when I do become friends with somebody, it's for life. It's loyalty, amen. Because we love hard. We love hard. And we're the type of people, we just, will stop everything we do because we love hard. And we want you to know that you got friends in Orlando. And if your church don't want you, we'll take you in Orlando, amen. We'll, amen. If, if, if you don't want your pastors, we'll take them. Y'all good? Okay, cause, amen. Cause we'll get them a hotel. We'll keep them over there, amen. And y'all can do something else, amen. That's the type of that's the type of relationships we have, amen. We love pastors. We have a heart for pastors, amen. And y'all got friends in us, amen. And so, and and, and people, you I, because we're so real, some people can't handle. So it's like that's why we don't have a lot of friends because I like to joke. I like to I like to whip my head back and forth. I, I like to. I like to twerk. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll save that for another sermon. I'm testing the waters. I'm testing the waters. Amen. But I want to <laughs> make sure y'all awake today. Amen. I wrote a book. God has given me the opportunity to write a book. It's called Overcoming the Odds. Amen. And it just it talks about my life. It talks about some things that I've gone through, my surgeries. Um, my wife and I, we, had, we were raised in a strict Pentecostal church. I don't know if y'all know about that. It's called Raja Tabla. Amen. And we were raised in a, where women couldn't wear pants and you couldn't get a fade and this was not permitted. I was raised in that church. Amen. And so, but we were involved in our church and, um, my wife and I, man, we had a baby out of wedlock. Woo, Jesus. We have something called disciplina, discipline. Y'all don't know about that. Amen. And, uh, we were sat down from the church. We, we, we couldn't, I couldn't even play a tambourine. I mean, it was really bad. We had to sit in the back of the church and, um, uh, they, they shunned us. They, they told us that our ministry was over. I mean, we were kids. She was 16. I was 18. We young kids. Amen. Um, but one thing I didn't do was I didn't leave the church. I stayed there. I stayed my discipline. I got my correction. And it was my time I got married because I loved her. Amen. We had a child. Amen. And we did ministry. And like, even to this day, people don't believe in our ministry because of what happened. Amen. And the book talks about all the things that we've gone through. Amen. And all the things and once again, we we celebrate 18 years of marriage. Amen. I'm October. And, um, amen. Y'all probably don't see it, but she's the beautiful red haired in the front. Amen. And uh, I told the other service that I told God to give me a woman that's tall and strong because I'm short and weak. Amen. And I said, Lord, you got to give me a woman that could pick me up, turn me around, put my feet on solid ground. And, uh, so He answers prayers.
2: He answers prayers. And
1: I thank God for her. And I want to say this, and I don't know why I'm going to say this, but, um, I'm very transparent. Six years ago, uh, being in ministry, uh, pastoring, my wife and I filed for divorce. Um, We were tired of each other. We were tired of the ministry. I mean, I was just, I was lost in my own thing. She was lost in her own thing. Amen. We gave $3,500 to the lawyer. (laughs) We couldn't get it back. Amen. I tried, um, but we were done. She was going to leave. I was going to stay with the church. It was just a bad time. I mean, the point of divorce uh, we just were missing maybe a thousand dollars more and the divorce would have been final um we went to counseling after counseling we would be worse we would be more angry we would leave more upset amen and um the only thing that kept us man, was the prayers of the saints amen and th- our trust in god amen and so once again we are a testimony amen for someone who, who's at the point of divorce Man, I don't care if you filed the paperwork for divorce. I came to let you know that God can change the situation. God can restore your marriage. God can restore your home. If he did it for us, he could do it for you. I didn't love her. She didn't love me. Now we love each other more than ever. I'm ready for the kids to get out. Come out of my house. That's why I can run around the house naked. Come on, somebody. Somebody bless the Lord. Because I love my chocolate. Come on, somebody. Because That's my caramel, baby. Woo! And I'm more in love with her now than I've ever been in my life. Amen. And we do our date night. We, we're, we're busy with ministry. We're busy with stuff. But every week, I make sure I take care of my home. Amen. My first ministry is my family, my wife, my kids. Amen. And so I just thank God for my wife for being my ride or die. Man, I appreciate you. Would you clap your hands for my wife? She's not feeling well today. But this is for y'all. This is for y'all. Amen. And we just pray strength over her life. Are you ready for a word? Go quickly to the book of John, the gospel of John. I'm not going to be long before you. Thank God for a few of my son my son and my daughters that are with me from our church, spiritual sons and daughters, amen, that are with from Orlando, amen. John chapter 12, the gospel according to John. And Once again, thank you for the opportunity, pastors, for, for letting me be here with you. I know it's not easy and it's, I don't let anybody just come and speak to my people with the foolishness happening these days. So thank you. I consider it an honor to be here with you guys. Very honored and privileged. Are you there? John, the 12th chapter, and let's go to verses 9 through 11. When you have it, shout Amen. If you don't have it, say, Wait on me. I'll wait on you. It's on page 743 in my Bible. John, the 12th chapter, verses 9 through 11. And it reads as follows In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now, a great many of the Jews knew that He was there. And they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they may also see Lazarus. Somebody shout, See Lazarus, whom he had risen from the dead. But the chief priests plotted to put Lazarus to death also, because on account of him, many of the Jews went away believing in Jesus. Because on account of Lazarus, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. Will you look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor? I don't know about you, but I can handle it. That's your ugly neighbor. Look at your good-looking neighbor and say, Neighbor, I don't know about you, but I can handle it. The word of the Lord is blessed. I want to speak on the subject for the next two hours uh, on the subject because they limited me on the first service, so I'm going to put everything on this one. Amen. You can watch Netflix for two hours so you can listen to me watching the Twilight Saga. Come on, somebody. Too hot to handle. Vampire Diaries, Heart of Dixie. Let's move on. I believe that there are people in this building today that, that like God's blessing. How many people like God's blessing? I believe there's people in here this afternoon that are here that want to be used by God. They want God to do great things in their life. They are wanting to go deeper in God, they want to go higher. In God, There's people that want to experience increase in their spiritual life and in all aspects of their lives. We want to see our dreams come to pass. We want to see the purposes of God come to pass in our lives. We want more of God. How many want more of God today? We want to experience his favor. We want to experience his miracles. But here's the thing that we forget, ladies and gentlemen, that the blessing doesn't come just by itself. Jesus told his disciples in the book of Mark, chapter number 10, verses 29 to 30. He said, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or land for my sake and the gospel who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time with persecution. Now, Jesus could have said, I'm going to give you the blessing. I'm going to give you the promotion, I'm going to give you the houses, I'm going to give you the keys, I'm going to give you the miracles, I'm going to give you all the resources and left it there. That would have been great. But Jesus continues and he says, I'm going to bless you, but with that blessing is going to come resistance. With that blessing is going to come conflict. Uh-oh. With that blessing is going to come jealousy. Uh-oh. With that blessing is going to come criticism. With the blessing is going to come uh, with, with people that you meet that are not going to be for you. Now, we think that we can handle the blessing, but the question is not if you can handle the blessing. The real question is you can, can you handle the burden that comes with the blessing? Are you following me today? In other words, can you handle the problems that are going to come? Everybody wants to be a millionaire. Everybody wants to win the lotto. But can you handle the stuff that comes with winning that money? Can, 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 you, can you handle being misunderstood? Can you handle the pressure that comes with the blessing? Can you handle being overlooked and rejected and criticized? Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Don't think that everyone is going to celebrate your success. Oh, I, I know you wish, I know you wish that, that that was the case, but not everybody is going to celebrate your success. Everybody is okay when you're at their level. Hello? Amen. All your families are okay when you're at the same level as them. Amen. Amen. But when you begin to elevate, amen, you're the same people that loved you, the same people that were for you, and that will not be for you. Mm. Let me tell you something. Some of your cousins won't applaud when you move into your new house oh it's quiet. Amen. A lot of your family members are not going to be happy when your business blows up. Some of your friends won't celebrate you when you finally get engaged and they're still lonely, like, single like a Pringle. Oh, let me say that again. I said, some of you, some of you when you get engaged, amen, and they're still single, they ain't going to be happy. Oh, it's quiet in this Baptist church. Don't think for a moment that the blessing of your life won't stir up jealousy. Don't think for a moment that what God is doing in your life, people won't be envious of you. Get ready for the competition. Get ready for the struggle to arise in certain people. But don't you get offended. Look at your neighbor and say, don't you get offended. Come on. When God blesses me, don't you get offended. Don't be surprised. Don't get discouraged. Because it's not about you. It's about the blessing that's over your life. Look at your name and say, I can handle it. I can handle it. I can handle it. Let me tell you this. You can't have the blessing without some kind of oppression and resistance. Let me say it for the people in the back. I said you can't have the blessing without some kind of oppression or resistance. If you're going to be blessed at a larger level, then you're going to be mistreated and oppressed at a larger level. Someone should be tweeting this. Come on, somebody. If you can handle... The discrimination, if you can handle being mistreated, if you can handle being intimidated and the pressures and the persecution, then God can trust you with the blessing. You've got to learn the power of disregarding and ignoring insults. Oh, that's some of that. That's hard for some people. Amen. Because we got to post everything on social media. Come on, somebody. Amen, how do, amen, we, amen. When we think somebody's talking about us, oh, let me just write this down. Hello? You got to learn that you don't need to address everything that people say. You don't have to fight every battle. Amen. If the battle don't got a reward, don't waste your time fighting it. Don't send no email. Don't send no text message. Come on, somebody. Amen. Just do what God called you to do. You got to learn. You got to learn how to ignore the negative. You got to uh, learn to ignore the hurtful thing that people say, the ignorant things that people say. Stop paying attention to the critics, those that are trying to discredit you. You won't be able to enjoy the blessing if you're always trying to answer and explain what God is doing in your life. That's exhausting. If God wants to bless the pastors with two Mercedes Benz, they shouldn't have to come up here, uh, guys. Uh, I just, uh, you know, uh, the Lord is doing this and I'm working on that. No! That's too much time. The way if God blesses you, you don't gotta explain what God is doing in your life. That's exhausting. Let God deal with the naysayers. Let God deal with the haters. Let God take care of those that are trying to make you look bad. Those that are trying to stir up trouble. Let God deal with them. Let me tell you something that some people can't handle your success. Let me say it once more. Let me say it again. I said, There's some people that cannot handle your success. Some people cannot handle the anointing that you carry. Some people can't handle the calling and the purpose that God has over your life. And you have to learn to be at peace with what God is doing in your life. Somebody give God praise right there. Let me free about 60 people here today. You have to be okay. With people not liking you. If you want people to like you, go sell ice cream. Go sell ice cream. Because what God wants to do in your life is too valuable. To be worrying about what the people think about you. Your calling is too significant to try to persuade people to like you and to be for you. Let me free you today. Stop wasting your time and energy trying to make someone be for you that will never be for you. You don't need everybody to celebrate you. All you need to do is know that God got your back. Listen, if people don't want to celebrate you, you learn to celebrate yourself. Go to Party City, get some balloons, get some popper stoppers, and have your own party waiting for people to celebrate us and like our statuses on Facebook and this and that and tell us how good we sing and how good we preach. Who are you singing for? you singing for people or you singing for God? Who are you preaching for? Are you preaching for people? Are you preaching to honor God? Why, Why are you doing what you're doing? Everybody wants a cookie now for what they do. You want us to bake brownies in church to celebrate you. You don't even need your mama to celebrate you. Some of you have been waiting for your mom to approve you and your daddy to approve you. You're waiting for your husband to approve you and your wife to approve you and celebrate you. And that's great to get celebrated by the people that are around you. But there's sometimes that the people closest to you won't celebrate you. And that's all right. It would be better. But that's not only the case. If you become reliant on people and what they think and if they don't approve you, come on. Then, then you're going to be offended when they don't, then you're going to be hurt and saddened because they're not for you. You can't look to people. You got to look to God because people can get jealous. And the truth is that you don't need their approval. You have God's approval over your life. Look at your name and say, I got God's approval. (laughs) Now, our text today, one of Jesus' best friends, He dies. His name is Lazarus. What's his name? Lazarus. And Jesus went to where his best friend was. And Jesus raised him from the dead. You know the story. And you would think that everybody would be so excited. Oh, Lazarus is back. Lazarus is here. Jesus raised him from the dead. Everybody would have been happy. They would have threw a party for Lazarus because he was alive. But the leaders of that day were jealous. They didn't like the fact that it brought more attention to Jesus. So they were already scheming. If you read the text, they were, reading, they were, they were, they were, they were scheming to kill Lazarus. Because, because of Lazarus' testimony, people were following Jesus. The scripture says in, in John 12, 12, that the religious leaders decided to kill Lazarus too. And all Lazarus did was come back to life. It wasn't even his fault. He said, not bring me back, Jesus. Uh, amen. It, it, it was Jesus that brought him back. God chose to do it. But with that big blessing came great opposition. Can you handle it? Look at you and say, can you handle it? Don't get upset when people turn on you. We get so freaked out. Like, like, like this is some surprise don't get freaked out and don't freak out when it's the people closest to you can i help you out amen an enemy can never betray you only someone close to you can hello i said an enemy can't betray you only someone who you've confided in only someone you've been close to can do it that's why everything we ain't worried about our enemies your enemies can't do nothing. You, you expect it from your enemy. You know that that big headed person is going to do that to you. You know that co worker is going to mess you up. You know they hate it on you. Come on, somebody. But when it's somebody close to you, that's when it hurts. Oh, look at him say, Can you handle it? Can you handle it? Let me encourage you today that you got to keep the faith. Look at him say, Keep the faith. You got to keep moving forward. You got to keep smiling in the face of your enemies. Keep dreaming. Keep being good to people. And God will take care of the opposition. God will take care of the obstacles. God will take care of everything that comes against you. Because God knows how to handle your enemies better than you can handle them. Oh, God knows how to handle every criticizer. God knows how to handle all the talkers. God knows how to handle all the gossipers. Come on, all the bitter folk. God knows how to handle and deal with the resistance. Are you here today? I'm almost finished with my introduction. The religious leader, they put their plan together. Isn't it funny that sometimes it's the people in the church that come against you? Hello, I would expect it to be the people from the outside but sometimes it's the the people that you eat with. And David says in Psalms 55:4, it is not an enemy who reproaches me. That's what he says amen, in Psalms 55. Then I could bear it. But he says, nor it is one who hates me or who exalts himself against me. Then I could hide from him. But it was you, a man of my equal, my companion, my acquaintance. Sometimes it's the religious people that come against you. Huh. Let me tell you this. That the religious leaders, they put a plan together. Against Lazarus. But it never worked. That's why. That's because. Let me help some people out today. They cannot stop the plan of God. Why? Because God's hand is over your life. And what God says about you will come to pass. People cannot stop the calling on your life. Let me say it again for the people. that I, I said people cannot stop the calling on your life. Your haters cannot stop the calling on your life. The envious people cannot stop the calling over your life. Because the anointing that's over your life is greater than any force that's trying to hold you back. And the calling upon your life is greater than any power that tries to come against you. And if you're one of those people here today who's saying, I can't believe God is blessing so-and-so. You know we've done it. You know the one that's jacked up and we see God bless him, like, really? The one that comes to church late, really? You're blessing him, God? The one that got problems in their marriage, but you're blessing them, God? Hello? The one that, 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 that's crazy amen, and, and has like seven kids, you're blessing them and you can't give me a kid, y'all. Uh oh. Have you ever said that before? God, you're really blessing them? You're really blessing that person? God, you're really using that person? No, listen, be quiet real quick. Be quiet. Listen to me. Stop talking trash and start believing that what God did for them, he can do it for you. <laughs> Stop criticizing those people that God is using. Stop finding fault. You know, you, we got to do something in the church. Amen. We got to let go of the magnifying glass and start picking up a mirror. Seven people got it. I said, we need to stop. Let go of that magnifying glass. We're looking at everybody's business. We're looking at what everybody's doing wrong. But we don't pick up the mirror and look at the mess that we are in. Before you take The needle out of your neighbor's eye. Take that big telephone pole that's in your eyes. That's the urban version. That's the urban translation. I'm about to make an urban translation Bible. I'm going to have your pastor help me write it. Hello. You got to stop talking and criticizing. Stop making them look bad. Because God's favor is not limited. Come on, somebody. God has unlimited favor. Look at him and say, God has unlimited favor. Because what God is doing for them, he can do for you. Now, I have a special ice cream truck called the Prime Truck. The Amazon Truck. Anybody like the Amazon Truck? No? Anybody? Any Amazon people in this place? So, so, so when that Amazon Truck is in my neighborhood, I get excited. And I see that Amazon Prime Truck going to my neighbor's house. Now, I could be jealous And be like, dang, when is it going to be my, but what I do, I just wait patiently, and I said, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, oh, oh, he's coming, he's coming, I can't wait to get my new toys, I can't wait to get my new, buying stuff that I don't even need, I can't wait, I just got Prime, and it's coming the next day, I just bought it, because they said it'll be here from five to nine, I just got it because of the deal. Now, I can be mad. That he's going to my neighbor's house. Oh, I can be excited that he's in the neighborhood. Or oh, let me tell your neighbor. When God begins to bless your neighbor. Don't you get jealous. Don't you get mad. Start getting ready. If he's in
0: the neighborhood. I'm next. I'm next. I'm next. I'm next. Look at your neighbor and say I'm
1: next. Ooh, I get excited. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I just got a notification that I got another package coming. But we mad. When we see our neighbors blessed, when we see God promoting people, when we see that God blesses somebody with a business or blessing somebody with a car. Mm. 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 Whatever. 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 Now she thinks she all that. Now she thinks she all that. Now we criticize it. Now we talking. Hello? But when is your turn. Come on, somebody. I came to let you know, if God is blessing the pastors, he's about to bless you too. Amen. y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Man, it comes from the head down. I want to see my pastors. Better. I want to see my pastors driving good. I want to see my pastors living good. Because I know that if God is blessing my pastors and my head, the anointing flows from the head to the beard, which is the people. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So don't you get mad. Don't you get mad when God starts using people because you're next. Look at your and say, you're next, you're next, you're next, you're next. He's going to do it for you. <laughs> your family member getting promo- promotion, that should be an inspiration for you. I know what you're saying. Yeah, but they're always on Facebook at work. We always got something to say. Yeah, but she's taking longer lunches. How is she getting promoted? No, no, that should be a motivation that if God could do it with her and with him. And sure enough he could bless you too when you when you're on Facebook at work too oh y'all quiet here <laughs> your friend moving into that nice house that shouldn't intimidate you that should motivate you if God did it with their credit he could do it with my credit y'all ain't saying nothing oh y'all quiet in this Baptist church today if God could do it with their credit score he sure the hell could do it with mine hello God didn't run out of favor. If he did it for him, he could do it for you. Look, James, I can handle it. I can handle it. I can handle it. I'm almost finished with my first point. I believe that God wants to release some things into your life but for this to happen you have to be able to handle the burden that comes with the blessing you've got to get to the point in your life where you are not bothered by opposition where you're not bothered I and mean, by the opinions of other people amen. I you are okay with people not liking you you're okay with people deleting you and unfriending you you don't live sad because they won't be for you are you hearing what i'm saying today We get all upset, why why you deleted me? Who cares if they deleted you? They're making room for the people that want to be in your life. (laughs) Listen, right now, there's some of you that if you look on your phone, you got like 20 or 30 requests of people that want to be your friends. So baby, if you want to delete me, praise God, because I got some other people that want to be my friend. But we're so caught up with the opinions of other people, what they're going to think about me, what they're going to say about me. Who cares? People are going to talk about you whether you do it or not. If you come to church, oh, now she thinks she all that. When you, when you don't come to church, oh, look at she needs Jesus. If pastor comes in a suit, why is he wearing a suit? If pastor comes in jeans, why is he wearing jeans? You Might as well just please God. That's it. One time I had a little bony tail, and people were talking. I don't care. I'm going to wear my little bony tail if you like it or not. One time I had a mohawk. Don't talk about my mohawk. I'm trying to look taller. People always got something to say. That's why I don't care. Sometimes I do things on purpose just to get on people's nerves. One time I came with my Crocs to church. No socks, no nothing. Say something to me. I'm little, but I got my armor and barrel right there. I'm going to talk drunk and hide behind him. Say something. Say something. Hallelujah. I'm not living for the opinions of, no, of other people nowadays. But when you do that, when you can deny the opinions of people, then you're showing God that you can handle the blessing and the burden. And when you do that, he's going to open doors for you that you can never open. He'll cause opportunities and the right people to come to you. He will dip you in favor and push you ahead. Look at him and say, I can handle it, baby. Now, Jesus had many critics. And many people said hurtful things to Jesus that were not true. And he could have told them off like some of you in this place. Amen. We got some people with attitudes I can already see. There's some people from up north in here that, amen, I could just see them. Any, any, any people from up north here? There you go. Yeah, I told you. The Holy Spirit don't lie. And you could have told them off and you can speak your mind. Come on, somebody. Amen. But he didn't. Jesus didn't try To tell them off, Jesus didn't try to change their mind. But the scripture says in Matthew 27, 14, that he answered them, not a word. You know, your greatest power is not saying nothing. Oh, people spread rumors about me and they're waiting for me. I don't say nothing. I I just leave them thinking. When people start throwing things in shade and stuff, I don't say nothing. Because silence is powerful. Because when you say something, man, you, you, you're showing, oh, that you're bothered by that. You're showing that they're getting under your skin. They're waiting for you to say something. But the scripture says that he answered them not a word. He didn't give them an explanation. He didn't give them a speech. Don't waste your time trying to change people's minds, Don't argue with people that are, are dedicated to misunderstand you. No matter what you say, you can show the proof, you can show the video, but if they don't want to understand you, there's people that are just dedicated because of who you are. There's people that because it's you, they will never like anything you do, because it's you, they'll never follow. You can preach the greatest message Mm. because it's you. Don't you try to impress people? Don't you try to make them like you? Don't waste your time. What they think of you is not going to stop you from your destiny. Uh, People's opinion of you will not keep you from your purpose. The enemy is trying to get some people in this church off course. You can't stop what they're saying, but you can ignore it. Listen. Don't let what people say about you get into your spirit. You don't have to respond to the negative. You don't have to confirm what they're saying by answering them. You have a calling to fulfill. You have a purpose to fulfill. There's an assignment that's over your life to accomplish. Do like Jesus and ignore. When I first started my church, I was 24 years old. I was a boy. I should have been partying. I should have really been twerking at that age. 24 years old, a kid pastoring a church. My wife, my wife was 22. We were babies, and I wanted everybody to like me. I wanted to be that pastor that everybody liked. I wanted everybody to be for me. I wanted to, uh, babe, we're going to take all the new couples out to eat. And we're going to do this. We're going to have people over the house, have barbecues. But I had to learn that some people were not going to like me, and that was okay. And many people didn't have a lot of nice things to say about me. Man, and when I was young, it hurt me. It really did, because I was like, I want to be different. I want to be the pastor that people can relate to, that they can connect with. And a new generation, I, I was so hyped, amen. And now I'm at a place where I don't care what people say about me. Because I know who I am in God. I know what God has called me to do. I'm not a yes man. Amen. If it don't align with the vision and the mission of our house, amen, we ain't doing it. Amen. If you want to go to that other church, amen, that has this and that and that, will go to that church. That's their vision. That's what they're good at. Amen. We can't do that here. And we're not going to, because the people that said, pastor, we need to do this. Amen. When we did it, they wouldn't even show up. <laughs> Hello. Pastor, I got a great idea. What what is it? Uh, This, this, and that. Okay, well, you do it. No, no, not, Pastor. No, no, no. No, that's for you to know. You have the the idea and match it with the vision, then you do it. I got enough stuff on my plate. Oh, y'all quiet here today. Hello. I got to let it all out just in case you don't invite me again. I got to let it all out. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And now I'm at the place where I don't care what people say about me. I don't care the criticism and the lies and all the stuff, amen. And what people say about most of the time, that's what they are—they're lies. And the other, uh, a few years back, they told me I was at the bar and I didn't even know it. They said we we saw Pastor we saw Pastor Gabriel at the bar drinking. Really? Because I don't go to the bar, amen. And I would have a hard time to get up on the stool to get on the bar, amen. So, 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 so that wasn't me. So I tell people when they come out, I say, well, if you believe it, then I guess I was at the bar. It is what it is. And then I had some Henny that day. I mean, you believe whatever you want to believe. I'm not, you got to get to a place in your life where you don't please people and you please God. And you honor God. And you do what God called you to do. And if nobody likes that, it's okay. Because in the end, I got to give an account to God for my life. And if people are not going to accept you or accept me, that's fine. Not everybody is supposed to be for you. Not everybody is supposed to be in this church. And that's good because there's some people you don't want them to be here. Hello? Amen. There's some people like, oh, I wish so-and-so would come back. No, let them stay in their new church. I don't hate them, but praise God, let them go over there. Let them be blessed. Bless you in the name of the Lord. I love you. Amen. But maybe that's, maybe your destiny is over there. And that's okay. Because not everybody's supposed to be here, but that's okay. God's going to bring the people that are connected to the vision, that are connected to the visionary. People that are going to fight for this house. Sons and daughters of this house. You ain't hearing what I'm saying today. That's the problem that we have nowadays, Pastor. Is that we got too many members and few sons and daughters. We got a lot of members. But the problem with members is that when they don't like what you say, they leave. But a son and daughter, they know that their inheritance comes from mommy and daddy. Oh, you ain't hear what I'm saying today. So when mommy and daddy correct them, you can get mad and go to your room, but someday you got to come down to the kitchen and eat mommy's rice and beans. A son and daughter can never divorce his parents. So God is changing the dynamic in this church. He don't want you just to be a member of this church. God wants you to be sons and daughters of this house. What are you saying? That when somebody talks about your mama or your daddy. You can talk about, but you don't talk about my father and my spiritual mother. Because then you got to go through me. You ever been to school and they said your mama? Your mama? wait wait. what you said your mama your daddy no 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 baby don't you talk about my spiritual mother don't you talk about my spiritual father i know they're not perfect but baby they're my parents and my blessing my anointing and my destiny they have it in their hands and that's why i'm gonna say this that that you can go to another church where they give you position and they give you a little title but let me tell you that you'll never reach your full calling why because this is your father and your mother in the lord Because they are the ones that are going to call you out. They're the ones that are going to see you for who you are. Well, I'm anointed and I'm chosen. Baby, what you got is pride. What you got is a submission problem. But when mommy and daddy see the calling and the anointing of your life and put you to clean the bathrooms and you clean the bathrooms and start, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Yeah. Not, I can't believe they're putting me to do this, man. I, I should be on the altar preaching. No. Then you, you ain't ready. the next level if you can't hold the sign out in the parking lot and welcome the guests amen that are the future of this church baby you don't have the right to grab this microphone if you can't even serve out there and reach the people y'all ain't saying nothing amen if you can't be a greeter or a usher or somebody that cleans amen you don't deserve no microphone it starts from the bottom you know what i know a leader's ready or not Because I will put a paper on the floor, and I'll see how many leaders pass by that thing and see if they pick up that trash. I'll do it on purpose. And I'll go to my leadership meeting and say, I left a piece of paper trash by the door, and nobody picked it up. Y'all need to check your leadership skills. Because this is not just my church. This is our church. Everybody want a microphone. Nobody want to serve. Hello? Everybody want position, but you can't even do the minimum thing. You can't even give your tithes and offering. You can't even come to church on time, but you want title. You got to honor your, your spiritual father and mother. You got to be loyal in this house. If you want to be elevated, you got to learn to be loyal where you are. You got to learn to be planted where you are. There's a new thing, Pastor, where everybody's just, uh, what church you go to? I go to seven different churches. Seven different churches. And the church you at right now ain't even the one. Come on, somebody. Hello. Got six different husbands. Oh, okay. Different ministries. How are you going to be loyal? How are you going to grow if you keep on going, jumping from church to church? you got to learn to serve where you are. you got to learn to get connected to the vision. And you may not like everything the pastor says. You may not like it. And if he offends you, praise God. That means there's something inside of you that needs to be changed. And if you don't like correction, there's a problem. Because that's God using the mouth of the pastor of your spiritual parents to align you to your destiny. I don't know why I said that, but that's for somebody. They look at him and say, I, I say, 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 I'm not a bastard. I'm a son. Somebody say, I'm a daughter of the house. I'm not a member. And and don't you dare, once again, don't you dare talk about, listen, and let me say this. I'm sorry, I'm going this way. But if somebody feels comfortable talking about your pastors in front of you, there's a problem. Because why do they feel comfortable speaking about them and this ministry? Hello? Because if you're loyal to your father and your mother, don't you talk about them. Stop it right there. This conversation is over. But we don't like that. We like the gossip. Oh, what'd you hear about, Pastor? Where, he, he was where? He was talking about Hooters and what happened? He was like, he hello? We, we like gossip. Oh, we saw this person. We saw the, come on. No. We got to learn to defend and stop the gossip and stop the stuff and keep the unity of this house. Because God wants to elevate this ministry to the next level, but he's looking, are we going to be loyal? And if you have the, the courage and the, and the audacity to complain, then you should have the love and the audacity to cooperate with the change in the house. Y'all didn't get that. If you have the, the, the power to complain about it, then you need to get the power to cooperate and to make changes in the house. Look at Jimmy said, I can handle it. I can handle it. Some of y'all can't handle this message. Some of y'all look at me like I'm crazy. I told you, I'm going to let it all out. Hallelujah. You got to ignore, you got to ignore. You got to keep honoring God because God will cause the right people to be for you and when it's the right time, just the way he closed the mouths of the lions, he will shut the mouths of the people that are trying to shame you and trying to humiliate you. Don't you change who you are for someone that won't be for you no matter what you do. Listen, it's not about you. I'm, I'm about to close. Musicians, you can start playing. The reason that they're against you is because of the hundredfold blessing that is upon your life. Stop trying to respond to everybody. You don't have time to deal with every negative comment. You have the grace to rise above those things. You have the grace to ignore things. You have the grace to not let things worry you. When David was a teenager, he's in the field taking care of his father's sheep. And he didn't have a lot of opposition when he was taking care of the sheep. As long as he was alone in the woods, hidden, nobody said anything. nobody tried to stop him. But after he kills Goliath, he became a champion. He became famous. And King Saul eventually sent for David and had him come to the palace. And one day Saul overheard the people saying, "Saul has killed thousands, and David has killed tens." thousands and what happened Saul became jealous he couldn't handle David's success and one day while David was playing the harp trying to make Saul feel better from the evil spirits Saul took a spear and he threw it at David trying to kill David and David ducked but it almost got him when God elevates you When God gives you more authority, when God gives you more blessing, you have to get good at avoiding spears. When somebody throws an insult, duck. When people criticize you, duck. When they throw jealousy at you, duck. When they're trying to make you look bad, y'all slow but you're worth waiting on. You have to... When they say things and they throw things that are untrue, what do you got to do? David kept ducking, doing the right thing when the wrong thing was happening. Did you get that? Doing the right thing when the wrong thing was happening. And what impresses me about David is that he had the opportunity to kill Saul. (laughs) He had the opportunity to get revenge I hope you get catching this in the spirit but David wouldn't do it he wouldn't touch God's anointing you keep seeking God you keep doing good and God will take care of your souls did you hear what I said you may have the opportunity to get back at your baby daddy you may have the opportunity to get back at that co-worker, at that employee, that cousin, that uncle. You, have, you probably have the opportunity to, try. oh, I got some stuff on you. You know how many times as a pastor I've given grace, but people don't give grace to me? Hello? And you got to be careful because I know stuff on all of y'all. Not in this church, I'm talking about my church. I know the mess that you've been I gave you grace even when you were in your mess. And You've had the opportunity to steal the goods but you're like David and say I'm not going to touch God's anointed. I'm not going to touch God's children I got the power I could I could sell you out sister I know what you did last summer hello I saw I saw I saw what you did I I saw the text message I saw this I saw that but you said, I'm not going to touch God's child you keep seeking God and doing good and God's going to take Where God is going to take you is going to require greater discipline. Where God is going to take you is going to take greater focus. I'm closing. It's going to take greater obedience. And there's going to be plenty of opportunities to pick up their spear and throw it back at them. To live in defense. But God is telling you this afternoon, keep your heart clean. Be good to those that are not good to you. Oh. Jesus. Let me say that again. Be good to those that are not good to you. Those that are trying to make your life a living hell, keep on showing them the love of Jesus. I know that's hard, but that's Christ. That's Bible. God is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? Stand to your feet, church. My question for you this afternoon is, can you handle what God wants to do in you and through you? Can you be okay with people not being happy for you? People not celebrating you. People not supporting your business. People not supporting your your, your YouTube page. People supporting and man, the thing that you're doing that God has called you to do. Man, can you be okay with the people closest to you not supporting your dreams? Can you handle the tough times and the stuff that comes along with the calling and the anointing that's on your life? I believe you can handle it. I believe if you're here you can have this church is full of people who love God and are called by God to make an impact and I came to let you know that God has given you the grace for this next season and I declare and I decree that God is going to release a new level of favor of increase of blessing close your eyes right there where you are bow your heads God is giving you the grace for this new season He's giving you another level of power, another level of creativity like never before. Because you're saying tonight, God, I can handle it. I can handle the criticism. I can handle being avoided. I can handle it. I can handle it if people are not for me. God, if you are for me, then who can be against me? Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. Will you lift up your hand right there where you are? Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your power. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. God, we've been feeling the pressures of life. The attacks are coming. Things are trying to stop me and hinder me from my purpose and destiny. But God, I came to declare that I can handle what you have for me. By the grace and the power of the Holy Ghost, I can handle it. Not by my strength, God, not by my power, but by your spirit, says the Lord in this season god i'm doing it in the spirit i'm not doing it in the flesh i did it before in the flesh but in this season god god you can trust me now you can trust me with your promises you can trust me with the calling you can trust me with the purpose god this is my season this is my time god and i will give you the praise the glory and the honor in jesus mighty name will somebody bless the name of the lord
2: Come on, come on, give the Lord a praise. What a powerful word. Come on, how many are in victory in the house? Come on, how many can shout, I can handle it? I can handle the anointing. I can handle his glory. Amen. It's all about God. Amen. If it had not been for him, it's his glory. It is his power. We die to self and God lives in us. We can't heal, but he can. It's by grace that we're still standing. And we honor that prophetic word over our lives, amen, and over your life. Come on, give it up for Pastor, amen. Gabriel, amen. Come on, give it up. If you receive that word and make it yours, come on. He was transparent. He was real, amen. It's a word that should grow in us, amen. That we should help one another grow in love and in peace, amen, because everybody is needed in the kingdom. And we bless him and his wife and his church and his, hallelujah, armor bearer and the family and the church family that came with him. Amen. We all have been blessed. Amen. Give it up for the Lord again for blessing us with a word. Amen. Revival Sundays. Amen. This month has been great. Amen. God is good. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you want prayer, we cannot leave this place. If you need to reconcile with the Lord, if you need to give your life to God, if you... Have not, if you have backslid and, and you just struggling, amen, your faith and God spoke to you tonight. Church is not complete without prayer, without laying hands on the sick, without casting out whatever needs to be cast out, without delivering the...